Love you all. It's always a joy to be here. And uh, thank Pastor Muncie for just always having an open door for us. Amen. We start Tent Revival tonight there in um, Chesapeake, Ohio. Go through Thursday night, so be praying for us that God uh, would honor His Word. He will. Amen. Amen. And um, I was I rededicated. I was saved to a revival, rededicated my life at the age of 23 through a revival. We need preaching. Amen. And uh, either through song, wasn't that song beautiful that she, Jay just sung? And I always enjoy the, uh, the offering solo. And just, boy, we can offer our service in so many ways. It's always a joy. If you have your Bible, if you would please, John chapter 6, verse 51. I want to preach on uh, this thought, if any man. Boy, I'm glad salvation is available to all. Amen? Black, white, red, or yellow. Doesn't matter. He says, preach the gospel to the world. We are blessed. We have been saturated with the word. Amen. But yet in America, folks still die and go to hell. The gospel was preached. The call was clear. But man procrastinated. I I, I don't know. uh, I've never met anybody that says, I just want to go to hell. No, come on. Anybody wants to go to hell and have eternal judgment on you forever? We put it off. We think that we believe the lie. That's a boring lie. Man, I tell you, it's not boring. It's, it's so fulfilling. It's good to know you go to bed saved. You wake up saved. You travel the highway saved. You got a great friend in you that you can talk to. You got a Bible that gives us the vision that we need for our past, present, and future. It lets me know who God is. It lets me know who the Son is. It let me know who the Holy Spirit is. It let me know the right marriage between man and a woman. Praise God. A lot of them's confused about that. But God said, I made a man, then I made a woman for a man. Boy, that helped me. Amen. That's just Bible. Good stuff. Tells you what to do with your money. The world says save and hoard. God says give it and I'll give it back to you. You just got to read the Bible. He says it's open to anybody. Salvation's for all. If any man. So look there if you would at verse 51, John 6. He says, I'm the living bread. Now he's referring, talking to the Jews basically here, but the message for all of us. In the Old Testament, Israel was rebellious. And man, they come across the Red Sea miraculously. You think they would have shouted. Well, they sang a song, but it didn't last long. Next thing you know, they got mad. They got all upset. Well, in the midst of being rebellious, God says, I'm going to take care of you. And uh, every morning, he gave them manna. Isn't that something? I mean, they was complaining, went to bed complaining, woke up complaining, walked through the day complaining. God said, I'm going to still feed you. Every morning he fed him. He said, now on Saturday or Friday, get you, get you enough for two days. Don't you get more than what you need because it's going to turn bitter. So you, uh, you obey me. And, and as long as they did that, God took care of them. It just, it just shows me what a loving God he is. You could be here this morning, lost, rebellious. I don't want to hear it. God said, I'm still going to give you the word. I'm still going to give you opportunity because eternity's coming. You say, well, I'm, I'm just, boy, I'm robust. Well, uh, you're frail. One good wreck right. can send you Man. out of here. Right. Uh, one touch of electric lights out. Yes, one fall from a ladder. You might not ever walk again. You're frail. Right. Yeah, we think too big of ourselves. Yep. Right. There'll be a time you will have to, somebody will have to put, put socks on you. You come in wearing a diaper, you'll leave wearing a diaper. Come on, who are we? We're just a bunch of wimps. You know, we got a few good years. And we're still full of pride. Get to the place we can't see, we get glasses. Then we got to get stronger glasses. Then we got to go find a pop bottle. 
And look, I mean, it's just crazy. We're not getting better. We're dying. Yep. That's right. But he said, I love you. I care for you. I want you to have the best life possible. If any man, he says right here, will eat, eat of what? Of this bread. Christ gave his body so that you and I could live forever. He tells you now in verse 51, he shall live forever. Who shall? The man that receives Jesus Christ into his heart. That's John 1, 12. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, it's open to you this morning, believeth in him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting, Everlasting life. We got a choice. Do you want to die and go to hell or do you want heaven to be your home? You want your creator to come in and take a boat in you and help you in life? He said, I'm ready. I want to. I'm willing. But if any man will eat, you got to decide what are you going to do with Jesus Christ? He loves you. Will you love him? You've been accepted in his, his death. Christ died for the whole world. Your sins have already been paid for. Yes, sir. That's right. If any man eat, what did you do when you get saved? I said, Lord God, thank you for sending your son on the cross for me. I accept his death for my death. Thank you, Lord, for the empty tomb. Amen. That just lets me know that you're satisfied and I can be justified. Thank you for the blood. It should have been mine, but mine was tainted. I would have got what I deserved, but thank God. He did not get what he deserved. He bore our sins willingly as a substitute so that you and I can eat of that bread and have eternal life. Thank God that door is still open. If any man will humble himself and come and say, God, I'm a sinner and I'm choosing for you to be my Savior. I accept your death, your burial, your resurrection. Come into my heart and save me. You say, well, that sounds awful easy. It is, but thank God you don't ever forget the cross. The payment was paid there. Yes, sir. What an ugly day. Matter of fact, it was so ugly, God darkened the sky. Man couldn't even see all the agony that Christ bore so that you and I could come and eat and have our lives changed. How long, preacher, he could reach us all the way in the past. I don't know about your past, but there's some things back there I just do not think about. God said, I'll set my son. He'll deal with your past. Preacher, I still mess up today. I know you do. I've got my son right on the right hand of the throne, amen, <coughs> interceding for you. You're going to sin tomorrow. We need to learn to sin less, but we're not perfect. But thank God he sent one that's perfect, <laughs> the perfect amen. Lamb of God. Here's my, here's my message. If any man, it's open to you. He wants you. He'll even come up on your front porch and knock and say, I love you. I won't hear it, but you'll hear it. And you'll be responsible for that voice for eternity. Hell is full of folks who said, I should have heeded. I should have got it when it was available. But once you leave earth, it's over. You reap what you sow. So he tells you and I that he said, I came to give you life. Second thought. He says, then I want you to grow. He says right there in John 7, 17, if any man will do his will, he tells you and I in that verse, he shall know the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. The secrets of the Lord are available to those who walk after him. He said, I reveal more to you. Every time you open the book, if you're in obedience, if you have dealt with sin, I'm here to share the secrets of my future and your future with you. 
I want you to know who you are in Christ. I want you to know how we function. I want you to know how to get to the blessings. Amen? He said, I'm not, I'm not holding these secrets back. You're my friends, church. I love you. You've accepted me. I have received you. Hey, we are tight. And he said, I got something to share with you. Boy, it's good to know heaven's real and I'm going. It's good to know that there's a door to heaven. The Bible says there's a door and Jesus is the door. Amen. We get all caught up in gold and all that. Heaven's going to be full of it. But you know what? That's not what's going to win us. We're going to be at the feet of Jesus. I mean, it changes our perspective. He tells you and I in that verse, if any man will do his will. Hey, by the way, where are you at walking with God? How's your Bible study? Pastor, been pushing about soul winning. Well, why? Because there's power in the gospel. Get it in their hands to them. Invite them to church. Hey, that's all you can do. God said, I'll do the rest. Hey, where are you in the will of God for your life? Are you sitting, soaking, doing nothing? Are you just a bench warmer? Are you just have a uniform because you got saved one day? Are you still excited about, hey, he lives in me. And he has more things to share with me. Bible tells you and I thirdly, you want to be satisfied? Then you're going to have to come to me to get a, to be satisfied in life. Money ain't going to do it. Relationships ain't going to do it. This is not going to do it. It's going to have to be a personal walk with me. He tells you and I in um, John 7, 37, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. The idea is God says, I want to influence you. I want your decisions to be made because you have read the book and you realize that satisfaction is not in the world's things, not in the philosophy or the views of the world. It's in the mindset of what God says. By the way, he created you. He knows you better than you know you. As a matter of fact, you'll never figure out who you are unless you look in the mirror of God's word. When the spirit of God begins to roam and to walk in the midst of your heart and your mind, he'll begin to reveal, hey, this is your shortcoming. This is where you're scheming me. This is where you think you can get ahead. Read the Bible. Ain't nobody scheming going to get ahead of God. You reap it. So he's trying to tell you, hey, I'm trying to let you know, don't go down that road. Don't make that decision because others have went down that way and have failed. He's trying to tell you and I something. He says, if any man thirst, you know how you get thirsty? You keep getting in the book, it makes you more thirsty. I mean, there's times I'll, I, I'll think, man, I, I got to finish this thought. There's, well, there's, there's this hanging there. There's, I got to go get it. And I'll go back downstairs and say, God, Let's, let's take off where we left off. I want to finish this thing. It creates a thirst. You go out and try to soul win. Somebody asks you a question. You can't answer it. Boy, it drives me plumb crazy. I'll get in the book. I'll, I mean, I'll start looking. I, I want to know the answer. How embarrassing when a world that needs Christ asks you a question and we're paralyzed because we have no knowledge of who he is. God help us to get a real relationship with him. Bible tells you and I, you won't be satisfied until he is number one in your life. Here's another thought. He says, salvation is only by me. There's not many ways. There's one way. Amen. Well, preacher, I'm going to get there. No, you're not, unless you go through Jesus. Bible says, I am the door. He shall be saved and go in and out and find pasture by me if any man enter in. How do I get in there? You got to come by faith. What is faith? God, I don't see you, but in my heart, you brought conviction and I'm putting all my confidence in you. Amen. That's, it. That's what faith is. Yes, God, I, I believe your word, 
And by faith, I'm receiving it. And then once you receive it, he moves in, Andrew, amen? And he's too big not to be noticed. If you're here and you say, well, preacher, I ask him in, but he's never made himself known. You, listen, that's not the God I know. He, he let me know real quick, hey, pal, got a new captain in here. Salvation, if any man, boy, I'm thrilled at the age of eight, as simple as it was, I stepped in by faith. I realized at eight years old, if hell's real, I don't want to go. Bible says if any man will walk, God wants you and I to walk with him. He wants you and I to walk in the light. He says there in John eleven nine, 9, if any man will walk in the day, he'll stumble not because he seeth the light of this world. Bible tells you and I redeem the time. What he's telling you, you, don't, you might not have tomorrow. Andrew, the church is full of folks who God said, I've made my will clear for you, but you're sitting on it. I've nugged you, I've whispered to you, I've talked to you, and you hear it, and it goes through one ear and right out the other. God's telling you now, I, I need, listen, I need servants, I need folks that'll get out of their comfort zone and walk with me. It's in the walk that God said, I can show you light. Tells you and I in this verse, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 5, ye are all the children of light. And the children of the day, we are not of the night nor of darkness. Christ lives in us. When you and I got saved, he pulled us out of darkness. He placed us into his marvelous light. We are travelers in the light. Listen, we live in a dark world, but we're not to be part of it anymore. He's caught us out of that. Amen. You say, well, preacher, there's some fun back in those days. Well, fun don't last very long. Most of us, as we grow in the Lord, we got to deal with the scars of the darkness. Things that we did that we don't like. Stuff that we still got to walk over and around because of that lifestyle. Aries were God that the devil has owned for years because we let him in. We yielded to the wrong things. It takes years to get victory over the things that we thought were fun. The divide families, divide marriages. I'm telling you, don't get involved in darkness. It'll rob you of what God wants. Pastored enough to know that I've seen a lot of folks mimic Christ and walk with him. And for whatever reason, something takes them out of the main flow of the church. It could be more money. It could be sports. It could be all kinds of things. We start thinking what we think is best and we forget about God's view. Next thing you know, we give the devil room. That's all he's asking for. Just give me a little room. Give me some of your time. Let your will override God's will. They can think the way I think, and he's constantly bombarding our mind with what the world says. He'll use people to try to influence you. You'll get a little peck on your shoulder and say, listen, man, this is what we're doing. We'd like for you to be involved. We see something. You know, I think you've got great things right there. Boy, they'll just, they'll just milk you and throw all that stuff out. God says, don't you go that path. I'm just trying to remind you, I've pastored enough to see folks at one time walk in the day and somewhere, Darkness calls them. And it just don't happen overnight. It's just a slow leak. Next thing you know, Bible says in John 12, 26, if any man serve me, let him follow me. See, obedience is this. It can be pointed to. Real love can be pointed to. How do you know that God loves us? Well, just go to the cross and read about it and examine it. He sent his son. 
Amen. How do you know the landmark loves me? Because they keep coming by and knocking. They keep coming by and inviting us. They still pick our kids up. Hey, listen, don't become a dark church. Be a light church here in Winchester. Ain't a time to quit. It's a time to refuel for the glory of God. Tells you and I, follow Christ. Ephesians 5.1, be ye therefore followers of God. We are to mimic him. Christ had compassion. And with that compassion, he made a difference. Have you lost your compassion for the work? Have you lost your compassion for the bus ministry? Well, everything's changed, the devil will tell you. No, that hasn't. People still need Jesus. Kids are still asking the same questions. Where's our athletes? Where's our servants? Where's the ones that'll make time for the work of God? So you gotta keep giving God something to bless. If you don't want the fire to go out, keep putting some wood on it. If you want to keep the fire burning at Landmark, well, it's done something for you. It's helped your kids. Hey, don't get selfish on the matter. There's others out there that need somebody to knock, to invite, to get involved for the things of Christ. It's our, it's our responsibility. I say this a lot, but think about who God used in your life. Where'd you even be sitting here if somebody didn't use an athlete that stayed on you when you didn't want to? They said, well, you need to. Then your need to got to change and then you begin to say, I want to. But somebody had to nag you. Somebody loved you enough to look at you and say, I know you don't want to. I know you got other plans, but you know, put him first, put him first and put him first. Amen. So I'm just trying to remind you, follow him, keep him first. Well, why, preacher? Well, the Bible says in John 12, 26, if any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. Here it is. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. It's as if, yeah, some will go to heaven, but not everybody's going to be honored by the father. Those who get God's attention, the father's attention, are those who mimic his son. It's those that honor his son. It's those who prioritize and say, God, here's my fruit. Here's what I do for you. I love you. And the Bible says, if you love me, then I'll find you with me. What vineyard are you working in? Who's getting the best of your life? Is God getting leftovers? Aren't you glad he didn't give you leftovers? He gave you his only begotten son. I deal with it. You deal with it. I'm here to remind you. He tells you and I, if we're his child, then you and I ought to walk to please him. Lastly, he says, don't forget there's judgment coming. He says in John 12, 47, if any man hear my words and believe not, Jesus said, I judge him not, for I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He, what he says, I come meekly and lowly. But in verse 48, he said, he that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words, hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. My dear friend, I'm just telling you, judgment's coming. Judgment has already fallen on Christ on our behalf. But if you don't receive it, then you'll pay for it. It's just that simple. Amen. And so if a bus is pulling up on your driveway saying, hey, get on. I'm taking you away from judgment. I'm giving you eternal life. You better get on because he might not pull up there again. If you miss that, if you miss the call of God, it's on you. It's on you. Well, one of these days, preacher, hell's full of people just like you. But God lovingly, tenderly, patiently, 
comes to your door and says, will you let me in today? You just heard the word, I love you. He just told you the truth. Hell's real, don't go there. Kneel at the cross. Receive forgiveness. Amen. Let my payment pay for your sin debt. Give me your sins and let me give you my righteousness. Pretty good deal. But here's the hard thing. You got to humble yourself. Remember Naaman? Naaman about missed it because of pride. He's a great warrior. Amen. He had honor and prestige, but you know what? He was a leper. Every day he woke up, he looked, I'm a leper. Yeah, but boy, because of your battle, we got serious. Yeah, but I'm not going to be around. I got leprosy. I'm dying. Oh, but you're a great man. Yeah, but I'm a leper. I'm dying. You better think about it. You've got a spiritual leprosy. There's only one man that can take it off of you. And his name is Jesus. Don't play it because you'll lose. Invite him in. Let him change your life. Won't cost you, but thank God you'll have to humble yourself. I'll deal with it when I get home. No, you won't. He says, if you are ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Now listen to me, sinner. I know you think you got plenty of time, but you got today. You got right now to make a decision. I'd get it settled. What do I do? Get him, invite him into your heart. Get it settled. Pastor's going to take the invitation here in a minute. It's real simple. Just come and say, God, I don't want to die and go to hell. I want to invite your son in my heart. Amen. If you're young, you say, well, preacher, can I do it? Yeah. If you understand the gospel, come. If you are saved and God's dealing with you, listen, thank God for his patience. But there'll be a time he'll just back off and say, okay, I've given you the warning. I've tugged. I've done everything I can. You've ignored me. So I'm going to step back and just let you have your feel. But when it's said and done, it's going to be ugly. Best thing for you to do, Christian, is run up here and say, God, don't go no farther. Stop this thing. Amen. I'm guilty. I am wrong. I am hard-headed. I have, I have veered off. I have, I'm just messed up. I'm not where I need to be, but I'm here today and I'm ready to get it right. Amen. And God, thank God for his patience, will come in and he can stop some things and restore you. But it all hinges on what you decide to do. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Pastor's going to come. God help us, please. Lord, I pray for sinners to be saved. I pray for the Christian to be encouraged. I pray for the backslider God to come and say, God, I'm wrong. I'm guilty. Forgive me. Whatever it is, God, have your way, please. In Jesus' name, amen.